and give it a go. Uh, lately, uh, with everything that's been going on, I've been asking myself a lot, uh, how could this life that we, we're leading now be what God has planned for us? Um, I, I've been feeling pretty sorry for myself, too. Uh, you know, I keep thinking I'm almost 42 years old, I'm single, I'm not wealthy, I'm not particularly healthy anymore after after what went on, um, but I, I'm recovering, I'm getting better, but, you know, I just, my job is uncertain because the way the school's been up and down lately, and and things are actually getting better there too, thank God, we had a bunch of kids come in for, for, uh, uh, what was that open house that nobody was even expecting and uh that was a real blessing to see and you know it it shows that god god is faithful um but you know i i just started to wonder uh you know last year was just awful uh work was tough when we were when i was there you know uh i had an attack on my health that was stunning um, COVID was isolating and lonelier than I thought could be possible. Um, you know, the devil attacked myself and my family so many times that I almost began to question, you know, where, where God was in, in the whole situation. You know, what did we done to, to fall out of, of, his grace or, or something like why, why is everything so miserable? I, I felt abandoned almost. Um, and it's not hard to fall into doubt and unbelief when times are hard. I began to question not really my faith in God. That's thankfully never wavered. But I was wondering you know what what my place was in God's plan or was I even following the plan he has for for me you know had I fallen out of out of that that plan God's plan for my life and if that's the case then you know was I how how do I fix that uh, I I would think about that verse Jeremiah 29:11 uh for I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil Thoughts to give you, you know, to give you future and a hope. And <clears throat> I didn't know, you know, and that, that brings peace to some extent, but, you know, there, there has to be more than just that one verse. You can't just, you have to think past it some um, to, okay, we have this future and hope, but how do we act? To make sure that we're in line with that future and, and, and hope that God's God has planned for us. And while that verse lightened my heart, I still began to question what I, what I was doing wrong. And and I felt like, you know, I'd fallen out of God's plan for my life. I remember when I started at, at, at Western in in nineteen ninety-eight, um, which seems like a really long time ago. And um a really long time ago. Uh 
the student, the Christian Student Fellowship had a, a fall fellowship dinner that my parents actually catered for several years uh, on down the road. But I, I uh, they asked me to speak my first year there, um, and I gave a testimony about how I felt really lost when we came to Kentucky. Uh, the culture shock was stunning. Um, Patricia, you probably know a little bit because you you came from Illinois and Tulsa and and uh, it's just it's a different world between between the suburbs outside of Pittsburgh where we where we lived and 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 the country and it's not a bad place down here at all. That's not not what I'm saying. It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful part of the world and there are many many great features and great people here but I still was having a lot of a lot of difficulty coming to terms with the changes and and then I walked into my dorm room on that first day at Western and my I found out that my roommate was a a Christian um and that was miraculous act of God because the only two things that we had in common and it wasn't even really a thing in common, but when we filled out our questionnaire for a roommate, he put in that he listened to Christian music, and that's what I did too. And that's literally the only two things that we had that, that, that they would have used to match us with. And he didn't even listen to Christian music. He just uh, he put that on there for some reason. He... Anyhow, it was a blessing because his brother was the intern at... Um, his brother was the intern at the Christian Student Fellowship, um, and they invited me there, and I, I had a great time um, for four years, you know, being part of that. And, you know, I, I remember giving that testimony that I knew that God had a, the, a plan for me and that I was in the right place, um, because those, those, those tiny coincidences fell together to such an extent where you know, we had left our other church, and it wasn't wasn't the best. You know, best parting of ways, at least in my in my eyes back then. I, I don't think it was as bad as as I'd pictured it, but I, I just wasn't wasn't certain about anything, and and it it just showed the power of God to 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 watch out for me and to protect me. Um. So, I I've been thinking about about those days and, and thought that maybe I had, I had found some way to, to fall away from the plan that God had set for my life. Like maybe, maybe I was, I'm supposed to be doing something different. And, and, uh, I tell my students that God doesn't punish us, obviously that, you know, we, when we fall into sin, we block God from working on our behalf. You know, we open the door to the devil uh, to allow him to attack, so I thought maybe there was something in my life that I need I need to fix. Um, and I began to think, you know, question that if I was keeping God from blessing me with health, uh, with with wealth, with 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 peace in my heart, and that certainty that I was still under His blessing. Um, so today, I or the other day when I when I sat down to to work on this this message, um, I decided to 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 write, you know, how can I find out if I'm following the plan that God's laid out for me, and then how can I make sure that I, I am, you know, and take the right step, or what are the steps that, that it takes to make sure that, that you're, 
that you're following God's, God's will for your life. And the first step would be to obey God's commands. Um, and there are 11 big ones that, that are laid out in the Bible. You know, the first 10 in, in Exodus 20, obviously. Um, and then the 11th one, which seems pretty vitally important nowadays, uh, John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give you that you love one another. As I have loved you, also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's simple. I need to walk in love. And there are so many ways I've failed at that. Um, and verse 35 was especially telling when I read it and studied it. All will know that you are my disciples and I'm included in that. And if I walk in love, then... You know, it'll be a lot easier for people to realize and for God to, you know, to move in my life. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 and 2 says, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. You know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. So I'm going to follow those commands. I'm going to work harder to, to follow those first ten, the, the Decalogue we call it at school, in Exodus 20, and the new commandment from John 13. First uh, Thessalonians 4, 7, and 8. For God did not call us to uncleanness, unclean, uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. So follow his commands. And if we don't follow those commands, it's not like we are betraying ourselves, but we're, we're turning away from, from what God wants in our lives. So that's pretty simple, right? Follow God's commands. Number two is walk in love. And I know this sounds a little bit of a repetition, but back to that new commandment, and it's restated in a couple verses or chapters later in John 15, 12 through 17. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another." So we need to walk in love and love one another. I think about the first paragraph of 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. I, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So all of this, you know, there's so many things in life that can, that can make us walk in something other than love. 
you know, whether it's the ridiculousness of American politics right now, um, or, you know, situations at work that, that, that are confusing and angering, or just the social climate that we have to deal with, with the fact that it feels like the, the moral morality is losing in America, uh, you know, this, this, it's not even a war, it just feels like we've already lost that, and it makes you fall, it makes you angry, it makes you fall away from love, um, and that blocks God from working in our lives, um, and keeping Him from doing things in my life that, that I know that He can. So I have to, I know that, that to follow the, God's plan for my life, I have to walk in love. Number three is walk in forgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, uh, I like the New King James, it says, if you have aught in your heart against any man, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Um, I can be the master at holding a grudge. Uh, it's so important when this verse comes to following God's plan for your life. If you can't forgive, God can't work for you, and He won't work with you. If you can't forgive, God can't work for you, and He won't work with you. Honestly, you don't deserve His blessings or His forgiveness if you can't forgive something that was done to you. Um... When Pope John Paul II, and I know that we aren't Catholics, but it's a beautiful story. When he was shot in an assassination attempt, and he nearly died, um, he amazed people when he sought out the person who shot him and forgave him for that. I mean, the guy still went to jail, obviously, but uh, he's probably locked up in the basement of the Vatican right now. Honestly, but, uh, you know, he showed what Christ, you know, the way Christ acted and the way and what Christ wants us to do. He wants us to forgive. Now, nobody has shot me, but there I have, you know, in my eyes, I've been insulted. I've been, you know, people have made me angry before and letting that go and forgiving is is one of the best ways to, to get back into, into God's plan for your life. Jesus died for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins. We don't have to make any sacrifices. All we have to do is, you know, forgive other people. And here, here, here I can be easily, it's easier to ha harbor that hatred and unforgiveness in your heart because of some ignorant thing that someone did that hurt my feelings or messed up my career or hurt my family or, or said to me that I thought was wrong or looked at me the wrong direction. And I'm still alive. I'm still a child of God. I still have my job and my family. And nobody can take that away with what anybody said. So I need to forgive anything that anyone's done for us. None of us have turned away from the Lord. 
Our old church didn't drive us to reject God. Our politics didn't cause us to reject God. This society that we live in, with so much hatred and unforgiveness and ludicrous liberalism, doesn't drive us to reject God. Liars, cheaters, thieves, evil co-workers, bullies. Now, I don't have any evil co-workers now, but I've dealt with that in the past. Backstabbers and the like have not made us reject God. We still love Him and we still want to follow Him. Praise the Lord. We need to let go of the wrongs done to us in the past and anticipate following that 70 times 7 rule. <laughs> um, it, it makes me think of my mom. So many people in her life have treated her miserably over stupid things like um, there, there were people when, when not this president, but the previous president was elected, that refused to talk to my mom for months because they thought apparently that because we're Republicans and they're Democrats that we had done something wrong. And months later... Mom's still walking in love to these people. And of course they come back because they know that, you know, but I, I wouldn't have been able to forgive them. And that's the first thing she did. Months before they, they, they were able to, to even think about talking to her or, or whatever. She, she never remembers things that people have done, done wrong to her. She's never even considered holding unforgiveness in her heart. And that's, that's a Christ-like example. Um, you know, and without even asking for forgiveness, she forgives. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And that's, that's the example that Christ set for us. And that's the example that I have to follow in my life. Uh, while we were yet dead in sins, Christ died for us. He became a sacrifice to save us and cleanse us and to forgive us of our sins. And if we want to follow the plan that God has for us, then we need to follow the example that Jesus set for us, and that's to forgive. Uh, number four is to walk in joyfulness. And this is a hard one for me. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We need to remember that God is our ally and He wants us to be filled with joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, I, a dear friend um, from Pennsylvania, Pete uh, Croyson, just lost his w wife, Diane. Um, she went up to Michigan to visit her mom and, and, and passed away in the night. Um, she was an anointed teacher. She could tell a story like no one I've ever heard. She'd use voices She'd, she'd get you right in there. She was my third and fourth grade Bible teacher at, at church. Um, she would research, so it wasn't just the story just from the Bible. It was all of these facts about the world, you know, that, they, that these people in, the, in ancient times in the Bible lived in, and it brought it to life. And it was, it was just a beautiful thing. And they even recorded her a few times. Um, she she taught at churches or church camps and and for years and uh, you know I, I I miss Diane already and I, I haven't seen her for 25 years but she died I don't know 10 days ago and it's just it's just a blow um, to the body of Christ but I don't think of so much of 
when I think of the Croissants, I don't think of Diane's teaching even so much, but as of, I think of Pete, and this roaring, he had a big bass voice, and he used to sing at church, and this roaring laughter that would come, you could hear it all the way across the auditorium, which was about five times bigger than, than this, this church sanctuary. We just, our church up there was an old car showroom, and it was huge. Just, just gigantic, and, and he would sit on the far side of the church, and we'd sit on the other side, and you could hear him laughing, and you could always see that joy in his heart, and in the joy of the Lord filled his heart, and they didn't have the easiest life either. Um, you know, uh, they had a, a son who was unfortunately mentally handicapped because of a a problem during his birth. He was a great, great kid, and I still miss him um, and love him. But to uh, to see that joy that that always came out of Pete was was such a blessing, um, and that joy um, was part of God's will for his life, and he was fulfilling that that plan that God has for our life. So those, those first four things, um, we know that we should, one, follow God's commands, two, walk in love, three, forgive, and four, be joyful. But how do we listen to the will of God for our lives? What do we do to hear from God or to be led by God? How can we be certain that we are going to be led by God? Uh, number one is we need to spend time in the Word. It is of utmost importance. It's Since... I've been an adult listening to dad minister in this church. One of the, one of the big verses that, that he's always been, that he's repeated year after year after year, is 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent or study to show yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Study and study. The more time we spend in the word, which is... The Word of God, which is the ultimate source of truth, which is what I tell my 7th grade Bible class all the time. The only, the only infallible thing in our lives is, is, is the Word of God. The only book, and they read books all the time. I have a bunch of readers. Um, some of them are reading a whole book a day, um, which is a blessing to see. But, they, but I make sure that I tell them that the only infallible source of truth is the Word of God. And we need to spend time in it if we're going to be led by God. The more we spend time in the Word, the more we'll understand what God wants for us. It's a simple thing. Number two, spend time in prayer. Uh, not to repeat myself, but second or first Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. The more time we spend talking to God, in conversation with God, uh, the more in tune we'll become with the will of God. Um, and I'm not talking about walking around um, and spending all your time in prayer. We have jobs, we have lives, things we have to fulfill. But keep that, 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 that conversation open with God all the time. Number three, be ready to listen or submit to what God wants for our lives. Be ready to listen or submit to what God wants for our lives. That's a tough one for me 
Because if he's saying you need to stop this thing that you enjoy, even if it's not a sinful thing, you know, if he says I need to make this change in my life and I don't want to, then I just don't want to. But if we are willing to submit to what God wants for our life, then he can act in our lives. Matthew 16, 24 through 26, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what profit will a man give in exchange for his soul? We need to be ready to turn away from the distractions of the world, to give up those things that are keeping us from fully dedicating our lives to His service. God will set or will still let us do things we enjoy, but we have to remember to keep our priorities straight. Whether it's television, um, listening to music, reading books, going out to eat, going to the movies, playing board games, none of these things can hold a candle to the joy and the peace that God can provide our lives if we're doing what He wants us to do. And then, you know, he, He'll make time for us to do other things that we enjoy. I used to think that that verse that says that, you know, if we follow God, He'll give us the desires of our heart, meant that He's going to give me all these things that I want, that I desire right now, like that, you know, $2,500 Taylor guitar that I've been drooling over um, for the past year, or or that nice car, or that super job, or that relationship, or whatever. But what it really means is that God will change the things that our heart desires to line up with His plan, or His will for our life. And all those silly things will fade into, into the past. Um, the more... <clears throat> excuse me... Those, those things can take us further away from God's will. And honestly, the more time we spend in the Word, the more time we spend in prayer, the more that we submit to God's will, to, to His call, the less we will desire those things. And of course, the more certain we will be that we're following in the will that God has for our lives. Um, and finally, number four is trust God. That's the simple one. That's the hardest one, but it's the simple one. We leave it up to Him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct your paths. Uh, my old high school social studies teacher um, used to say, uh, I said all that to say this. And here it is. I said all that to say this. Trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. Know that He loves us, sent Jesus to die for us, and if He's going to do that, then He's going to have a plan for our lives, for all of us. And all we have to do is trust Him and wait on Him and be willing to act when He tells us to. Isaiah 40.31 lays it out pretty simply. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and will mount up with wings like eagles and will not run or we shall run, I don't like to run, but we shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. So 
for all those complaints that I talked about at the beginning of this message, I'm finally beginning to realize that all along I wasn't allowing myself to see the blessings that God had bestowed on me. I have my parents. COVID-19, while it affected our social lives and our daily lives, only, only one person in my whole family um, only uh, dealt with it, and she is recovering wonderfully. Um, so it barely, it barely touched us. Uh, it allowed, our, our school resumed in August, and we haven't closed down but for a couple days extra because of this rotten attack on, on our health. Uh, I survived two other major attacks on my health. Um, a massive surgery uh, that was miserable, but the timing that God provided for that was nothing short of miraculous. Um, I, I'm doing work that I adore. I, I love teaching at GCA. I would do it for free, but don't tell anybody that I said that. Um, honestly, I, they'd have to, you know, let me sleep in my classroom or something, but uh, I, I would, I, I would, I would do that job until, till I fell down, um, dead. I have the best, uh, friends, the best family, the best church, you know, support. Um, I'm extremely good looking and I have more hair on the top of my head than all my brothers combined, which, uh, if they're listening to this, that's, that's. Not a, a joke, but I, I am, you know, blessed. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and all joking aside, I look at all these blessings and it makes me want to follow God's plan now more than ever. It makes me thankful that, that I can follow God's will for my life now more than ever. And so I know that God is going to make His plan for my life so obvious to me that it won't be a decision to follow Him, that there won't be any doubt in my life as to if I'm following Him or walking in, in, in His will or in His plan. And it'll be an option that I'll gladly, with peace in my heart, choose. Uh, thank you for, for being here today, uh, for listening. Um, at Redeeming Love Church in Gamaliel, we care about your future. Uh, here on earth and the future that you have in eternity. If for some reason you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's, it's easy. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to come into your life. And find a church. Open your Bible. Read the Word. Get to a church that teaches the Word, the unadulterated Word of God, and, and um, find a body of believers to support you. Uh, if you want to, to, um, to be born again, just repeat this, this quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for sending Jesus to die for us. I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask forgiveness for those sins, and I ask You, to, or I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and make me born again. I want to be one of your children. And I thank you for, for that blessing. 
And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's it. Dad, ask uh, me. Lately, uh, with everything that's been going on, I've been... Dad asked me to, to make sure that you guys, that I asked you guys, uh, if we had any prayer requests or praise reports, because I'd forgotten to do that in, in times past. Um, so do we have any prayer requests or praise reports?